Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we have this morning where we can come together, Lord, and sing uh, songs of praise to you and to uh, take time to read from your word, Lord, and to look into it now. We just pray that uh, each one here would be uh, looking at their own lives, considering uh, their life before you, that uh, any uh, sin would be confessed, that you would convict of things uh, in our lives that need to change and that we would be willing to change them, Lord, through uh, your strength. And we just uh, pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you can turn to uh, Colossians in your Bible. We'll be looking at chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 8 this morning. So the book of Colossians in chapter 2. And we'll begin by reading verses uh, 1 through to 8. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Uh, So last time I spoke, we looked at verses 1, 2, and 3. Uh, And just to recap on those, the first main point that we found was that we are to be strong in our understanding of our salvation, to make sure that we study and know what our faith is in, making sure the foundations of our beliefs are strong. Secondly, being united in love, using what we know about God to guide our actions in love and also to operate with unity, recognising the unity that we have in Jesus Christ. And the third thing that we saw looking at those verses was the confidence and assurance that we can have through living out what we believe and taking the time to observe how God is working and has worked in our lives. And finally, we looked at verse 3, which says, In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, And we know that we were saved, (coughs) sorry, when we were saved, we gained the Holy Spirit who now lives in us. And therefore, we have access to this wisdom and knowledge by God's grace. Uh, So this is where we pick up in verse number four, uh, which says, I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. Uh, This that Paul is talking about here is the, the the three verses that we just reviewed. In other words, Paul is saying, be strong in your understanding of the faith Have unity with believers and have confidence in your faith that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. The word deluded here means to deceive by a sophisticated or subtle reasoning in which all the conclusions appear to be fairly drawn from the uh, premises, but the premises are either assumed without evidence or false in themselves. Paul may have been alluding to Gentile philosophers of the time, or others, but 
um, but deception by subtle reasoning is a threat to people all throughout the Bible, uh, stemming, of course, right back to the deception of Adam and Eve, uh, which we read of in Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5, which say, But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan deceived in the garden and continues to deceive through subtle reasoning and plausible arguments. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3 we read, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. The lying and deception didn't stop in the garden, and that was only the beginning. Just as those throughout the Bible faced deception, the church has faced it all throughout history, and we still do today. Today we are faced with deception in, in many forms. Television and movies present us with forms of deception, some subtle, some more abrupt. Uh, consumerism and the majority of marketing that's all around us is based on deception, uh, luring people in to purchase a product. Uh, perhaps the biggest platform for deception and subtle, and subtle reasoning today is the internet, and more specifically social media like Facebook. The internet has given beliefs, cons and mistruths that have previously been dealt with and addressed by the church a new ground to seem validated and plausible. Uh, So we all have deception all around us, some of it obvious, some of it subtle, and all of it chipping away slowly at our faith in Christ. And Paul says in Colossians chapter 2 that through having a firm understanding of the gospel and having confidence in it, being, uh, having proved it through actions in their life, the church will be protected from being deceived. Uh, not that they won't face deception and plausible arguments, but that they won't be led astray by it. And we too should apply Paul's teaching to our lives, considering all the deceptions that we face today. Colossians 2 and verse 5 says, For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Paul says that although he isn't with them physically, he has them in his prayers and thoughts to the point where he can say that he is with them in spirit. He says, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Paul is saying that with pleasure he observes it, considers it and contemplates on it. And by their order uh, is meant one of two things. Either their orderly walk and life, which is becoming more Christ-like, which was very pleasing and brought delight to the apostle, or rather that the order of their church's disciplines, in in that they have regular offices and the ordinances of the gospel were administered properly, members of the church were watched over and everything was done decently and in order. Uh, The word used signifies a military order, what is seen in armies, suggesting that these Christians were good soldiers for Christ, standing fast in one spirit, contending and striving together for the gospel. Uh, He says, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Firmness here is another military term. Uh, It's possible that Paul had seen a lot more of the Roman military since his imprisonment in Rome and his forced companionship with Roman soldiers where he would be a daily witness of their exercises and regiments. The firmness of your faith in Christ. These words describe the internal condition of the church and the picture of a firm, confident reliance on Christ, which Paul saw and rejoiced in. 
Order, on the other hand, is the outward appearance and clothing, while firmness is the substance of the Christian character. Uh, What a person believes is not a matter of indifference, but a question of supreme importance. We must have a clear, definite belief. Uh, It is what Paul has stated multiple times through the book to this point. Knowing what you believe is the first step in the process of moulding your actions and building confidence in your faith. And he says here that the Colossian church does have this and it causes him to rejoice. Uh, Verse 6 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Paul says they have received him by faith as their saviour. The object here is to implore them not to swerve from the views which they had of Christ when he, made, when he was made known to them. Uh, they had at first probably received their ideas of the Saviour from Paul himself, and the Apostle here assures them that the views which they had when they received him were founded in truth. Uh, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Uh, in, other word, in other words, continue in those views of Christ. live maintaining them let them regulate your whole conduct the word walk in the bible is used to denote the manner of life and the sense here is that they should live and act wholly under the influence of the beliefs which they had of the savior when they first heard of him the meaning is simply since you have received christ as your lord as he was preached to you hold fast to the doctrine which you have received Do not allow yourselves to be turned aside by any Jewish teachers or teachers of philosophy. Uh, Verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Paul is talking about a tree that pushes its roots deep into the earth. So our faith should be pushed deep into doctrine respecting the Saviour. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 17 to 18 parallels this verse and says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Once again, Paul reinforces that they be rooted in their faith, uh, saying, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught. In other words, by the founders of the church, and by those faithful ministers who had succeeded them. Uh, Verse 7 of chapter 1 talks about who taught them, when it says, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. The final part of verse 7 says, pardon me, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Uh, This is that they be expressing overflowing thanks to God because they have been made acquainted with truths so precious and glorious and so should we. Uh, If there is anything for which we ought to be thankful, it is for the knowledge of the great truths respecting our Saviour Jesus Christ. Colossians 2 and verse 8 says, uh, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, an empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. The Greek word used here means to take captive in the sense of plunder or rob, as when plunder is taken in war. 
The meaning is take heed lest anyone plunder or rob you of your faith and hope by philosophy. These false teachers would strip them of their faith and hope as an invading army would rob a country of all that was valuable. The Greek philosophy prevailed much in the regions around Colossae, as we've looked at in previous verses. They were exposed to the influences of these plausible systems. They consisted much of speculations respecting the nature of the divine existence, and the danger of the Colossians was that they would rely rather on the deductions of that reasoning than on uh, what they had been taught by their Christian teachers. Paul also calls it empty deceit, that which, that which had no value and no effort to lead to truth, but is designed to lead astray. Uh, as we have looked at, there appears to have been two sources of danger to which the Colossian Christians were exposed, uh, and to which Paul in these verses writes, <clears throat> although he doesn't distinguish them. Uh, one was coming from the Greek philosophy, <clears throat> the other from Jewish opinions. Uh, Jewish opinions are what he refers to here when he says, according <clears throat> to human tradition. Uh, the Jews depended on tradition a lot, and many of those traditions would have tended to corrupt the gospel of Christ. Uh, Colossians 2 and verse 8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. The elemental spirits of the world are not uh, what you might first think the four elements of earth, air, fire, water, or the worship of the sun, moon, and stars. Uh, that was common among the Gentiles, but it's the cer <clears throat> ceremonial laws of the Jews, uh, which were elemental or elementary and rudimentary to their religion. And, those, and though these were pretty much the ABCs to them uh, when they were children, they were useful, but now under the gospel and the New Testament, they are weak and useless, uh, not to be continued. Uh, the verse again says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. <clears throat> the end of verse 8 could easily say, See to it that no one takes you captive by anything not according to Christ. And this is what Christ has taught and prescribed, the doctrines and commandments of Christ, the treasures of wisdom and knowledge which are in him, uh, Christ and his gospel, the revelation he has made, are the standard of doctrine and worship that we follow today. Uh, it's our responsibility to study it and to know it, and whatever is con contrary to this is to be guarded against. I'll just close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that we have today uh, preserved uh, for us, Lord. We just thank you for this book that we can study, we just pray. And thank you for the person of uh, Paul that we have and the letters that he has written. We just uh, pray and thank you for the example of the church, uh, the Colossian church. We just pray that uh, each of us would be able to draw something uh, from their church that applies uh, to us as well. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we'll take a few minutes to form uh, maybe four groups. Uh, I have some questions uh, which I've printed out, so if you'll form four groups, then I'll hand these questions out and you can discuss and we'll uh, bring it to, uh, uh, to the open uh, once we finish. So if you'll form those groups.